Hello people, welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset Podcast. Guys, if you are a first time listener, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening from so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in the following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we the people having the growth mindset will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So, let the growth begin. Uh, Janaid, thank you so much for your time on the Growth Mindset Podcast. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's, <laughs> I always love talking and sharing value. Great. So, Janaid, you know, uh, for people who don't know you, would you just like to go ahead and you know, quickly introduce yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So, I help people without college degrees find meaningful jobs that pay well. I'm the founder of NoDegree.com and the host of the No Degree Podcast, where I help people without I where I share the stories of those without college degrees so others can follow in their path. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do you have a degree yourself? Is that how, how did you start this journey of nodegree.com? Before this, I believe you were working somewhere else, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, I have a master's degree from Columbia University. <laughs> uh, I okay. pay too much for it. Uh, actually, so today, this month has been six years since I owned the domain. And yeah. the journey's I found it in 2014. Unfortunately, I don't come from wealthy parents, or else I wish I would have been working at you know then. And mm-hmm. you know things, life. That's how life works. It's like it's it's sort of good that I sort of had to go through that experience. And I basically came at it because I kind of saw how expensive college was going in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it's simply just unaffordable, like how much money they charge and all that. Mm-hmm. And I also saw the stigma attached to people without college degrees. I know you're in India and you kind of see that, oh, you have to, you know, you have it where people <laughs> wait like three years to get so, into IIT and they man, get so much seriously. value. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, if you get start talking about that particular matter, I think it should take us, you know, a couple of episodes just to understand what the stigma is here out. Yeah, like, no. Um, so, yeah, it's just too much it's just too much value is placed on like you get people who are just terrible people but just because of the schools they went to they're just seen and even their professions oh if you're a doctor you're seen as oh you're you're this high but you don't you disregard the ambulance driver you disregard all the people in that chain right you only assign value to the doctor when there's so many people even like people who take care of old people they're just not really seen as valuable but they shouldn't, right? They they yeah, yeah. are just as important as everybody else. 100%. 100%. And uh, when did you design or why did you get this idea about starting nodegree.com? Where did you see that? You know, what was your intrinsic motiva- motivation to start this? So, uh, do you know Reddit? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, six years ago on Reddit, there was someone asked a question. For those of you without a college degree... Who make over six figures? 
what do you do? How do you get the job? And they were all jobs like, oh, I'm a claims adjuster. I repair elevators. I, I'm a surveyor. All these jobs you don't think of. No one says, hey, I want to grow up and be a claims adjuster and yep. do this. And the so we have that. Then it was like, how would you get the job? My uncle, my cousin, friend, someone told me to do this. And I was like, why can't I be that friend? Why can't I be um, that person? And so then I searched up trades.com. That was for sale, but I know they're going to ask a lot of money. That's dictionary, one word. Uh-huh. So I tapped in nodegree.com, and we got an inquiry like a few days later. Like the first one, I didn't answer. And the second one, they gave me a price. It was like 1800 bucks. And then okay. my friend, since they were a domain reseller, uh-huh. we like negotiated to like 1433 And that's, you know, I split it with two of my awesome. friends in college, and that's how it started. And they're still with me to this day Wow. in the wow. business. That is amazing. And what was your background like? What's your background like? You, where are you from? How long has it been you, you've been in New York? I've So I was born in Bangladesh. I uh-huh. came here when I was three years old. So that that was like 94. Uh-huh. So I've been in, well, I've been here like 25, 26 years. Wow. And, you know, just went through. Obviously, I have Bengali parents, which are similar to Indian parents, where it's like, oh, <laughs> get the highest grade. Look at that kid. He goes to this school. Uh-huh. and that stuff but look I, I i always did well in school uh-huh. and it, it came easier to me than other people uh-huh. and obviously it does have some value but i just find that they just overemphasize too much right when i was doing uh-huh. sports they were like why are you doing that uh-huh. you know just read 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 you know it's just yeah. and you see a lot of kids suffered a lot of you know southeast asian kids they're not uh-huh. very well rounded Right. Correct. They may be very good in one area, but some of them are not good at presenting. They're not like you see a lot of the doctors are terrible at communicating and uh-huh. just. Yeah. So that's sort of what I have to say so about that. How was how was your, uh, you know, parents response to when you said that you want to, uh, you know, start your own business? Because as you said, right, the, the parents, especially South Indian parents, when you say you have a good degree, but then you want to start your own business, you know, do the hustle. There's a lot of uh, your parents may have second thoughts about why you want to do this when you have a safer job, right? So how was your oh, parents' response? You know, and... they, they still wonder what, what I do. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, so I still live at home, right? Because it takes time mm-hmm. to sort of build a startup. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even then, you, you still want to be, as you see now, it's like, it's very good to focus on saving money because had I moved out, I, I would have been struggling, right? Yep. Now it's like, at le- and it just works. Now I can support them and then, when things get a lot better, then I'll move out. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, my parents were never really, they're not really supportive uh-huh. of it because, like, I used to be an actuary, and actuaries make very good money. It's like a very yeah. respected field, and you have, to, it's like hard to get into, and you have to pass exams. But for me, it's like, I don't want to study a hundred to three hundred hours for exams for a career that. It's not like I hated it, but it's not like I was passionate about it, right? Yeah. It's not like I look forward. Like, Monday morning, I was like, oh, <laughs> got to wait. And, you know, you got to wait, like, X number of years. And in corporate, it's always just, like, the same, but more work, more responsibilities. I just wasn't – and not enough impact, right? You're so far yeah. removed from impacting people that I wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So what exactly is your passion, Janelle? Where are you heading? What do you want to do? My passion really is just I really love helping like those without degrees and just in general careers really realize like where they can go Uh because a lot of people without degrees, sometimes they just don't have the opportunity to get degrees 
or they're not the best students and they've been told that they're not going to make it in life, that they're destined to failure and kind of like unlocking their potential and then showing them, hey, look, you can do something that you can you are valued mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, since you're an expert in resume building and, you know, people with uh, without degrees right now, obviously, there are two kinds of people out here. The one first ones uh, who have degrees and the second one who do not have a degree, right? Yeah. So let's break it out. And, you know, I, I, I want to personally ask you first as to for people who have a degree, right? Now, this is this pandemic event. You understand how crazy things are. Many people have been laid off. They don't have a job. But when the yeah. market reopens, right, they're again going to be hiring. Uh, so what are some tips that you advise, you know, for people who have a degree to make a killer resume? What are the do's and don'ts? So... I'll tell you, I specialize in the U.S., but I see the issue a lot in India. Uh-huh. Formatting is a big thing because a lot of these resumes, they go through online systems. And you have to really do a lot of research. So if it's going through an online system, you got to keep it simple and direct. Uh-huh. I see people, and again, you got to adjust it for your culture, but I kind of go for go for the highest value things. A lot of people, when they write resumes, they list everything they do. Like, oh, I pick up the phone, <laughs> I fax, I do this. It's like, don't, you know, mm-hmm. but you you are doing big million-dollar deals or you're saving this much money. You're work- So focus on the highest-level things and focus mm-hmm. on results. A lot of people, I don't know, I stay away from, oh, I work well with people. Everybody says they work well with people. Give Give an example. Like, hey, I trained... 20 people in this onboarding process that takes four weeks, uh-huh. right? Give examples like how many people don't put, don't seem to put numbers. Like even if you do take calls, talk about, oh, I take 50 plus call customer service calls daily. Uh-huh. Give something example because then if you say, hey, take customer calls, could, is it two or 200 a day, right? And there's a big difference. Yeah. So a lot of numbers. Just make it easy to see. A lot of re- people are not looking at resumes for a long time. And I see people going for like three, four. Again, some jobs require maybe for the government and all that. But for most mm-hmm. jobs, just you got to summarize it. You got to be simple um, mm-hmm. and direct. Simple and direct is the way to go. Okay. So uh, how 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 many pages should a resume be? It should be one, two, or three. Because I've, I've seen look, various, so various look, resumes. So look, you should try to make it as small as necessary so obviously if you have experience you know let's say five to ten years plus you're gonna go to two three has to be like if you're a contractor and you're doing jobs like six months to you know a year long and you have several uh that's three is like the highest i've recommend i would ever recommend most of Mm -hmm. the ones i do are one or two so it's all about me and don't Typically, don't have positions longer than 10 to 12 years. Again, adjust this based on India. I'm focusing on the U.S., uh-huh. but also try to think like and look at what what's required for the specific job. But typically, yeah. you don't need I, I wouldn't say put more than 10 to 12 years experience, because if you're director, vice president, you know, they you don't need your internship on there. Like people True. put their internship on there. Maybe you could put titles, but they're not hiring you for what you did 10 plus 15 20 years ago they're hiring you more for like the last five years that's what i recommend makes sense and now as you said initially right whenever there is a resume it is basically first thing it goes through a system right it's not uh directly where uh you know a person a real person is sitting and you know vetting your resumes 
So what are some tips that people could use, some practical tips, so that their resumes are, you know, qualified to the next level? Because if you're applying in some, let's say, big MNCs where there are, you know, 20,000, 40,000 employees, uh, you know, your chances of at least your resume being shortlisted is actually very, very less. Once you yeah. pass that stage is when, you know, it becomes easier for you. So what are some tips that you recommend people to put in their resumes? Say like three tips, top three tips. Simple. So don't have too much. Don't have fancy formatting. Like people do these. I don't know. I think it's they require it in India, but I, I would say no. Don't have any pictures. Don't have any. Hmm. Like what's the special symbols? So fancy characters. All these new mm-hmm. style resumes where it's like a look. It looks nice on a website, but it's hard mm-hmm. to read. And then the other thing is make sure that it it means something. Like you see people with bars. Like they'll say they're. I don't know. The bar's like 80% filled in communication. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Like, what is 80%? In, it doesn't mean like anything. Yeah. You gotta and it, so make sure it makes sense to someone who doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. Be simple and concise, and focus on results and impact. Hmm. Okay. If, those, if I could give three tips. Okay. And what is some common, uh, you know, uh, mistakes or let's say uh, blunders that people make in their resumes to avoid? What are some things that you've observed personally i mean so i've seen a lot of resumes from people in india because i get a lot of those on linkedin Mm -hmm. i see a lot of typos Mm -hmm. and you know you don't want typos because you don't know who's reading it how they're going to be and you could easily find someone to proofread it so don't do typos you know i understand it it happens the other blunder is too long it's way too long it's like i don't know about you but it's like most people have if they if they have a hundred resumes to read and it's they don't want to read the resumes right yeah they, they, yeah they, and they finish a meeting at two forty five they finish the meeting early and the next meeting at three you think they want to read four pages they're gonna skim through it so you gotta make exactly. sure it's simple very easy to absorb mm-hmm. so that they understand don't go right don't go too fancy makes sense and do you have any insight as to what interviewers look for? Uh, you know, in the interview process, I understand you are you have more exposure in the resume building space. But do you also have an insight as to what exactly people are yeah. looking for when they want to hire somebody? So look, unfortunately, yeah. So I do interview prep too. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. everybody has a different opinion, right? Your limit. You, everybody who's interviewing you, they have their own way, and they're not skilled in interviewing, right? They have mm-hmm. their own opinions on, oh, this person said this, that means this and that. You, you have to follow some best practices. So the thing mm-hmm. is, you have to really focus on yourself. You have to know what you bring to the table, why they should hire you, the impact you're going to have to the organization. One thing that I, I – so I have a podcast episode, and I'll, I'll give you the link mm-hmm. on how to prepare for an interview. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the tips are like, look, know what, what you bring to the table. So you can say, hey, I've done this. I have these skills. right? I'm very good at working with people. I mm-hmm. recommend people practice saying their answers out loud because oftentimes they say the answers in their head a little, but they'll never say it out loud. And then when you talk out loud, it comes out different. They're like, yeah. Oh, well, why do you want this job? Well, um, uh, well, I like this. Wait, I mean, I like this. And then it just, it takes away yeah. from you. So if you can go and you can say the answers and you can say it direct, that's, you know, your interview is going to be much stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you also host uh, a podcast channel, right? Wherein you are interviewing, especially as you said, people who don't have a degree, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 
what is that thing that you've observed for people who don't have a degree? What patterns do they have who have become successful? Because every successful person has patterns, habits, right? Yeah. So, so what are those? For the pe- now, look, for the people on my podcast, they're generally successful. So this is mm-hmm. for a successful person without a college degree. Yep. They pretty much don't take no for an answer in the sense that they're going to figure out a way that if they didn't, they weren't accepted, they're going to f- find a way around. And they get creative, right? Yeah. That they're not they're not comfortable being where they are. And some of them have had tremendous, you know, you live in India, you see some people with tremendous wives, but they're always learning that yeah. a lot of people mistake that education with school. School is not the only place to get an education and school is not the only place to learn. So they always find ways to learn themselves. They have good work ethic because regardless of what you do, you need to have good work ethic in, in certain areas and they really specialize in certain things. And it's just like it's all about growth. That it's not it's not about where you are, where you are at 18. It's where you, you know, strive to be tomorrow and what you're doing to build towards a better future for yourself tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, that is a very important, uh, you know, tip that you've basically given out. Because if you have a mindset where, you know, let's say you restrict yourself or you give up, obviously you're not going to go on to the next level. And the resilience that people show when they have no degree, because let's say there are so many people, Mark Zuckerberg, he dropped out of college, right? Because yeah. he had a passion, he had a calling, and he did not take no for an answer. Beat anybody yeah. like that, right? So that that's a very important trait. I also personally believe that people should master. Uh, yeah. Coming back to platforms where, where, you know, people could apply for jobs. What, according to you, are some great uh, platforms? I see that LinkedIn is one of them, right? Yeah. So what are some uh, platforms where people, let's say if I am looking for a job at Microsoft, right? So what can I do to make sure that I land a job there? Are there some uh, hacks other than, other than any trips or tricks that I could do, go to some different platforms where my chances could increase? Something like that. So look, Avi, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. In, I know in the U.S. they use Indeed. Is Indeed common yes. in India? So yeah, use it is. Indeed. Use LinkedIn now. If you, I saw this post on LinkedIn actually, mm-hmm. like whatever six hours ago, okay. where someone says like, look, you applied and you got rejected to like a job at Google, and they're like, your issue is you applied. You gotta for these top companies, you have to get a referral. Because think mm. about it, they get thousand, they get a thousand applications. They yep. may get fifty referrals. They only have yep. ten spots. What are you gonna look at first? Yeah. If the referrals are good enough, why are you gonna waste your time waiting through the thousand? Correct. So you really, again, that's when school doesn't play as big of a factor. Unless you go to IIT, right? Then you can go <laughs> anywhere. But you have to build. That's why building relationships is so important. That yeah. it's non-traditional. There's no formula. But focus on really building relationships so you have people vouch for you, point you in the right direction. Because think about it. If you get a phone call with someone at Microsoft and they really like you, it's so much easier than an online application. Because online application, you have no face. You have no voice. You're just a piece of paper. And there's only so much you can do on a piece of paper. Guys, this brings us to the end of the part one of this interview. Stay tuned. The part two will be uploaded this Thursday, where we will dive more deeper into the conversation and discover what it takes to be truly successful. Until then, take care of yourself, your family, and the people around you. Peace.